Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. What is going on, everybody? My name is Smitty, and you're watching the week three by low edition of the show and we're going to break down all the best buy lows walking into week number three every name you see on screen right here are players that i believe in enough to go get now a lot depends on the price tag am i concerned at all about elliot right now yeah i have some concerns about elliot i'll buy him at the right price and i won't overpay do i have some concerns about Najee harris yeah i do i have some concerns about that offensive line but i'll go over that in a minute Every one of these names on screen, every one of them, I love walking into week three on at the right price tag. We're going over all of that and more. Who to buy walking into week three? The Fantasy Football Show begins now. This is the Fantasy Football Show with your host, Smitty. You're watching the Fantasy Football Show. Let's kick it off with the quarterback since we're right here. Josh Allen. Probably my favorite buy low walking into week three. Probably the least risk out of all the players on the screen right here. And I know everybody's saying, but Smitty, I spent a fourth rounder on Josh Allen or a late third rounder. You are going to pay for this, Smitty. We are two weeks into football. The dude had two TDs last week. He didn't look awful the entire game. There's been some ups and downs. Diggs and Allen connected on a touchdown. I feel very, very good about the Bills moving forward. The defense is scoring big, by the way. Let's keep in mind the Bills won 35-0 on Sunday. And yet people are complaining about Josh Allen and that he didn't do this, he didn't do that. Look, I, I get it. I'm a little bit annoyed that Josh Allen isn't dropping three and four TD games on the regular right now, but we're two weeks into fantasy football. I believe Josh Allen in week three at home against a a tough Washington defense that can be thrown on. I think Allen's going to come in and drop that three or four TD game we've been hoping for. Even if he dropped a two or three TD game, I'm not giving up on Josh Allen. Josh Allen's already proven himself. We know what this guy is capable of doing. We know he's capable of being a 45 TD passer in the NFL on a 17-game season. The Bills have thrown a couple less touchdowns than normal with their defense playing good with Singletary popping off two runs in two weeks. It's going to be fine. Buy low with confidence. Hold with confidence. Don't trade away Josh Allen at all. In fact, if you aren't built to win, if You've got Kyler Murray. Wait a minute, Smitty, are you honestly suggesting someone trade Kyler Murray? Are you out of your mind? I'm only suggesting you trade if you can't win now. If you've got Kyler and your team is rock solid, why would you trade? What are you going to upgrade? Trading would be would be pointless. Trading would be a downgrade. But if you do an inward look, a self-reflection, an honest inventory on your squad and you can't win, and you've got Kyler, going and getting a Josh Allen on top of a a Calvin Ridley or a Justin Jefferson 
or a DK Metcalf because someone's so hell-bent against holding on to Josh Allen that you can get an additional player. Maybe you got to kick back somebody kind of minor, but you can get Josh Allen and Metcalf, Josh Allen and DK. Something you couldn't have dreamed of doing on draft day. Something you couldn't have remotely dreamed of on draft day. Getting an Allen and a Justin Jefferson for a Kyler Murray. Turning a team, let's say, like this, where you've got Kyler, you've got Kamara, you got some pretty good components here, but you can literally turn this into a Justin Jefferson all by putting in Josh Allen here. Turning a team from what you had into this is worth it. It's worth the risk. Trading a Kyler is not going to make sense in a lot of scenarios, but trading Kyler for Josh Allen in a big component when you need it is how you turn a team around and turn a team that can't win, that has good good players, into a team that can win and still has good players and still potential to have just as good of a player you gave up in Allen, and now you got a wide receiver. And again, you might have to kick back something, but people are doing this. I know because of my text line at heysmitty.com, which you can order right there. People text me all the time. I can get Ridley and Josh Allen for Mahomes. Ridley and Josh Allen for Kyler. I'm seeing it every day. Justin Herbert looks phenomenal. And it just so happens that he hasn't had the game that he could be having when you watch the game, you're like, man, this guy is so good. Things aren't falling exactly in line for him to explode and have this monster fantasy outing, but it will happen. I firmly believe this guy's a top four quarterback, at least top five, but top four potential. Go forward weeks three through 17. What's happened in the past doesn't matter. In same scenario, if you can get Herbert and Diggs or Herbert and Ridley for Kyler and your team can't win, it's something to consider strongly. It doesn't mean I don't believe in Kyler. I'm in Arizona. I love what I'm getting out of Kyler. Kyler's phenomenal right now. Phenomenal. But you got to be honest with your team. And, and if you can't win now, you got to make moves. I love the idea of getting Herbert. Jalen Hurts, same thing. He had a bad week too. Very, very bad week too. We were expecting a lot. And how fickle everybody is. How quick to jump off a wagon people are. Jalen Hurts pops off in week one, does very badly in week two, very badly. And now everybody is doubting the heck out of him walking into week three. You know what I'm doing? Believing, I'm buying, the guy can run, the guy can throw. Devontae Smith is going to get better and better. The rapport between the two is going to get better. And that brings me to Devontae. We're going to cross over to the wide receivers and say buy low on Devontae Smith as well. He's going to be up and down as a rookie. Hence why he did well in week one. Hence why he struggled in week two. But he struggled because Jalen Hurts struggled in week two. Both Hurts and Devontae Smith, great buy lows. Great buy lows. This guy has elite wide receiver three, maybe low end wide receiver two value go forward. Hurts is a top five to six quarterback, in my opinion, going forward. I'm buying all three of these quarterbacks walking into week three before it's too late. All three are inside my top six. Herbert's inside my top four. Allen is inside my top three locked, but he has the potential. I don't care what's happened already. He has the potential. Go forward to be one to three. Easy. Now hitting the running backs, we got Alvin Kamara dropping a nothing burger in week two, and people are freaking out. Not only did Kamara not produce, but Winston didn't produce. The combination of the two of them not producing is scaring Kamara owners like like mad. How quickly people forget, though, that Alvin Kamara, in week one, ran the ball 20 times for 83 yards, 
holds in three receptions for eight yards and one TD. Not a bad outing. Eight carries for five yards is going to leave a bad taste in a lot of people's mouths, which means you can buy him probably at top 10 to 14 overall value. If you get crafty and you do some kind of two for one deal, you can devalue him more giving somebody two options for two different players. Keep in mind, people doubted Kamara walking into to draft day, hesitant to have him around number five overall or four overall. Worried about the quarterback situation. No one was worried about the quarterback situation in week one when Winston dropped fire, but after one week of Winston doing badly, where about half of the coaching staff was out with the pandemic that's been striking the league in this world for over a year now, multiple teammates, half the coaching staff. The Saints were a mess walking into this one, and it's no real surprise they struggled. If I had to construct a trade, I would probably look to maybe a player that's doing really, really well, like like maybe a locket and a running back could maybe get you. Let's see, locket and someone here could maybe get you Alvin Kamara. I think a Chris Carson... I know these guys play on the same team, but this is the kind of trade I would make a Carson and a Lockett, a player doing really well like Lockett. Personally, this is where I would look to get rid of Barkley. You might be able to trade Barkley straight up for Alvin Kamara. You may have to give another player potentially right here, but it won't have to be a player as good as Lockett. You could give up someone small with Barkley for Alvin Kamara and because people are maybe expecting him to get an uptick in, in volume. The PPR work will not be there for Barkley. And you're going to see on my sell video, which comes up after this video later in the week, my top sells for week three, you're going to see Barkley on it. But go go, go get Kamara on the cheap. He will never be cheaper than he is right now. Zeke Elliott is a tough case to crack because he will be sharing carries with Pollard. We know that going forward, but how much? Will he still get a ton of volume? Will he be more efficient because of the, the timeshare? That really isn't a running back by committee. It's just that they, they're running enough. Elliott and Pollard both did good in week two. We're just hoping Elliott can have those multiple TD games, the 125-yard rushing games, and I think he can, but the good news is you're buying him right now at the running back by committee value so that's the the key the key piece here i wouldn't be telling you to go get elliot at top four top five overall value right now because you don't have to you're going to be able to buy him as like a second round type player and i think even in his sharing role with tony pollard he's going to earn you that value pretty easily giving up a, a damian harris and something small to get zeke elliot is a very good deal if you ask me giving up a chris carson and maybe something small maybe not maybe someone does that straight up giving up a locket while he's popping off and looking like an elite wide receiver one not that he can't continue to do that but if you need a running back and you draft a locket as your wide receiver three you might be in good position to make this move and i wouldn't say anybody's crazy for wanting to keep locket i'm i'm just looking at selling high and buying low and this feels like a good opportunity everything i just said about elliot you can apply to Najee harris trade a chris carson trade a locket try and buy Najee harris low he is a running back one in my opinion he just has some uh, potential risk that the offensive line is going to continue to give him low efficiency but high volume but he looks tough that stiff arm was absolutely brutal he's a beast he's well implemented in both the running attack and passing attack 
equally. He will be heavily involved no matter the game script. He can't get game scripted out because he's the top back, the only back, the pass catcher, the the between the tackle rusher. And, you know, maybe a quarterback change wouldn't be a bad thing. So I'm not like worried about, oh, okay, if the quarterback goes down, what's going to happen? They've got enough wide receivers to... I think spread things out even if Big Ben were to go down and Haskins came in. It might be the shakeup they need to just mess with this thing. Change the formula slightly to get Harris what he needs to get to get out there and, and produce better efficiency, bigger numbers, and, and get those 18 to 20 carry games with high yards per carry or at least 4.2 or 4.3 yards a pop. I'm buying Harris any chance I get. And on draft day, he costed about a 12 to a 15 round pick, right? People freaking out means his value is probably at the end of round two, top of round three equivalent value. That means you can potentially trade a Damian Harris, a Brandon Cooks and Carson. I'm buying. After two weeks, I'm not freaking out. 100% usage in week one, good volume and a touchdown in week two. I'm not worried at all. Not for the price tag that's currently on this man, which is not what you paid on draft day or anybody paid on draft day. This one's a tough one because I really, really love Antonio Gibson, but the risk with him this year was that he wasn't the full-time running back in college. He was a wide receiver and he wasn't really even a full-time wide receiver. I believe he pulled in something around 39 or 37 receptions in college, ran the ball like 30 something times, very low volume very untested player but the washington football team knew what they had in this guy and they fed him the rock last year the touchdown opportunities are what kept him relevant with good yardage but the yards weren't what got him into elite production it was the touchdowns kind of like aaron jones if you take aaron jones's touchdowns away he barely runs for a thousand yards he would fall out of the round one round two and a half value gibson too but does it feel like he's completely out of the mix for touchdown production? Is McKissick going to take away everything from him? No. I mean, McKissick barely did anything in week one. He came in in week two and did well. I think they could rotate like that and have McKissick involved one week and not the other. But I don't necessarily think that coming out of week two, we have to be alarmed and worried that Gibson lost all his value. That Gibson can't retain some sort of low-end running back one appeal. He still can be that guy. The great news for people that, that don't own him yet is his owner doesn't treat him like that guy. You do not have to buy him at his old draft day value, which was around 13, 12, 15, 18, depending on your league. He's below all of those draft slots now in equivalent trade value which means i don't want to hear oh but he's not going to get the work smitty to be a top five running back you don't have to buy him at top five running back value anymore he's now a late second early third round equivalent player same names we've been tossing around trade a barkley you may like barkley more than him straight up i don't you can do the same kind of deals we've been talking about with zeke elliott uh with with gibson and you might even be able to do like a, a DJ Moore and something for Gibson. I'm buying Gibson at this kind of value all day long. And if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. But I'm investing at a very comfortable price for me. And I think if you need a move, if you need to make a move, I think you should make a move on Gibson. Javante Williams is going to explode at some point. We don't know when. Denver could certainly drag us along for two, three, four more weeks. They could. You need to be prepared for that. You need to be prepared for 
benching him the week he goes off because if another week or two go by and they're not giving him the volume, everybody jumping ship on Elliott and Allen and Jefferson and Ridley and Metcalf and Gibson, all those people are going to be jumping ship on Javante Williams. Well, I guess he was a bust. I guess he's never going to do well. Smitty, there's no way this Javante Williams character is going to do what you're saying he's going to do. We all know it could be a little bit longer. It could be two, three, four more weeks. We just have no indication when this man's going to be force-fed and given the carries he needs to become a top five to ten running back, which I, I still I still firmly believe he can become that. Buy low on Javante Williams if there's a frustrated owner that is looking at Brandon Cooks and going, man, give, give me Brandon Cooks. Give me a wide receiver that's doing well. I'm struggling at wide receiver. I can't wait at Javante Williams. Give me Javante Williams at that kind of value all day long. And you might be surprised at how many people will actually surrender Javante to get rid of the problem. Think about it. It's a psychological game. This is part of psychology and fantasy football. A lot of people want that problem, that decision, that dilemma that eats them away week in and week out, taken away from them. Give me freedom of not having to contemplate Javante Williams week in and week out. That will weigh on some people. And if you poke around and try and get Javante in a crafty fashion, don't go, hey, give me Javante. What do you want for Javante? Because that reinforces, okay, he might still have value because Bob from accounting is hounding me about getting Javante. What's Bob know? Does Bob think he's going to pop off next week? You know what? So do I. Excuse me. What do you want for Javante? I'll take Javante off your hands. You don't want to trade when someone's directly asking for the player. But if you poke around at the players above Javante, let's say they've got Kamara and they've got Gaskin and they've got Mike Davis, get them to say no to all those players and then go, well, who else you got? Well, I've got Javante Williams. Make it come out of their mouth. When they suggest the player, even if they're not trying to trade him to you, but they say Javante Williams, they're basically saying he's available. And then if you're like, hmm, I don't know. Are you sure I can't have Kamara? Then you get them selling you Javante because they want to prove to you that they knew what they were doing on draft day. No, 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 Javante's good. Be creative. How you ask for a player. Order of questioning, like I teach you on the psychology and fantasy football. The order of questioning matters. The order of what you're saying. Hey, can I have Kamara? Hey, can I have Gaskin? Hey, can I have Mike Davis? Okay. My order of questioning, what other running backs do you have? I have Javante Williams. Now you can get Javante Williams as their fourth best player. You have made this owner tell you Javante Williams is their fourth player because they said no no, no, I have Javante Williams. Psychologically, they've already ranked in their mind. He's their fourth player available. Maybe he is tradable. Poke around. I've already talked about Devontae Smith. I think he's a great buy low. I mentioned that when I talked about Jalen Hurts. I think this guy could be an elite wide receiver three moving forward at least and, and potential for more. Devontae Smith in Dynasty is a top six potential wide receiver. I think he's only going to get better and show flashes of what we're going to see in the coming years all throughout the year. DK Metcalf, look, people are disappointed in him. Lockett's blowing up. And just like I told you last week, Godwin blew up, AB blew up, everybody panicking on Mike Evans. Mike Evans blew up. DK Metcalf's time is coming. Defenses, do you think defenses are not going, how do we stop Lockett in week three? How do we stop Lockett 
moving forward. Everyone in the league is looking at Lockett going, we've got to stop Tyler Lockett from burning our defense for a long 60, 70 yard touchdown. What do you think that's going to do for DK Metcalf moving forward? Does anybody honestly think defenses aren't going to key on Lockett more than ever before? DK Metcalf's time is coming, and if you don't buy him now, you're going to miss out on a monster window of time where he explodes and does things that Lockett's doing right now, but DK Metcalf style. Calvin Ridley, he did okay last week, caught a touchdown pass, but people are still freaking out about this guy, and he's a great buy low, still capable, go forward, of being the number one overall wide receiver for weeks three on. I don't care what anybody says. Worried about Matt Ryan. Worried about the offense. Calvin Ridley has top one to five wide receiver potential, and I'm buying low at every turn. Everything I just said about Ridley, I'm going to say about Justin Jefferson and Stefan Diggs, but let me start with JJ. Jefferson is potential one to five wide receiver material go forward. The same thing I said about Tyler Lockett, apply it to Adam Thielen. Defenses are going to key on Adam Thielen, and it's going to open up a lot of opportunity for Justin Jefferson. Just like Godwin and AB became focal points of defenses and Evans popped off in week two, getting single coverage on that second touchdown catch, which was an easy pitch and catch for for Brady and Evans. We're going to see Justin Jefferson get a lot of single coverage and get open all over the field in week three on. Buy low, buy low now. He's a top one to five wide receiver moving forward. Stefan Diggs got in the end zone in week two. I think everything's tied to Josh Allen, right? Once Josh Allen gets back on track, and I've told you, I have very, very, very high confidence that Josh Allen not only gets back on track, but is a top one to three quarterback go forward for weeks three on. I'm not talking about week one, not talking about week two. I'm talking about week three on. Josh Allen, in my mind, easily could be the number one quarterback go forward. That's what fixes the value of Stefan Diggs is completely tied to Josh Allen. And if I believe in Josh Allen, I therefore believe in Stefan Diggs because they are tied together. When Allen rises, Diggs will rise. And I firmly believe that this duo right here, these two guys, Josh Allen and Diggs become electric like I predicted before week one. Don't let two weeks influence you into ignoring what is right in front of your face. The buy low value of these two guys, this stack, this beast of a stack right here. There you have it, my top buy lows for week three on. Act now before all these guys increase in value. Each and every week, we're gonna see a bunch of them drop off the board here. So the longer you wait, if you wait into week four, knock them off. Four or five are gonna drop off. No one's gonna sell Metcalf or or Jefferson or Ridley when they have a two or three TD game. Say goodbye to the buy low value of Herbert, Josh Allen, Jalen Hurts once they start going crazy. Kamara's a buy low for one week. The moment Najee has a 100-yard game, he's back in everybody's top six running backs moving forward. Gibson could be hot and cold enough to continue to buy low for a couple weeks. And who knows how long Javante's going to take to rise up because we're beholden to that Denver coaching staff and when they decide to roll out their best running back. Buy low, buy low, buy low. And don't forget to order my text device at heysmitty.com. And don't forget to get on over to smitty1.com and click on the underdog banner or use promo code smitty if you venture over to underdog on your own. Play best ball. 
I love best ball because it saves you when you have a bad week. And you can literally draft a new team each week and play in these best ball contests where you're picking players for this upcoming Sunday game. And if your fantasy team's doing bad, you have your best ball team to, to lean back on. Deposit a minimum of 10 bucks and you get a free phone call from me. Go to smitty1.com, click on the underdog banner that'll pop up right when you get there and go through that link or use promo code smitty. Deposit a minimum of 10 bucks, get your underdog fantasy on and get your phone call from yours truly so we can try and correct your team, come up with trade offers, cook up whatever, get your phone call. Go now. 10 bucks, minimum 10 bucks. It's not a big deal and it's a whole lot of fun. You're, you're gonna love best ball and what it does for you on a weekly basis in terms of giving you something else to root for. Underdog, smitty1.com, $10 minimum. Get your phone call, go, and watch me every Tuesday and Thursday here on the channel, The Fantasy Football Show Live, every Tuesday and Thursday, 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. Eastern. And this is my live stream schedule, those two shows right there, Tuesday and Thursday, 5 to 7 p.m. Eastern, right there. And every Friday and Saturday night, I'm live at midnight Eastern, to answer all your start bench questions. And then Sunday morning, the entire one hour leading into morning game kickoff, I'm live on Instagram. Go follow me at The Fantasy Football Show on IG later. This is The Fantasy Football Show with your host, Smitty. running back you're watching the fantasy football show I'm Smitty